Hello, this is Dr. Adam Splaver, and this is Warrior Health. Today's episode is on mourning. Yes, I'm taking a step back from the health and wellness uh, podcast genre, and I'm going to talk to you about mourning. Uh, mourning is a actually fact of life. At all, some point in time, all of us are going to have to undergo mourning. Um, and unfortunately, as you're probably aware, um, I was... Um, Married for 22 years to my best friend, my lover, my co-creator, my uh, my foil, my, the mother of my kids, and she uh, she passed October of last year. And mind you, this journey has not been quite easy at all. It's been a bit of a challenge on a number of levels. Um, but one of the interesting things I had witnessed through this entire process was uh, the process of mourning and going through the different stages of mourning. And coming to terms with that that huge loss in my life. Um, but what I found was even more interesting was that most people don't understand the process of mourning. I mean, you know, until you actually go through it, you really don't have that perspective. And um, there were certain, you know, certain things people would say to me, and I'd look at them like, like, do you really know what you just said. Um, for example, someone once said to me, um, hey, you realize you're not the first person on this earth to lose a wife. <laughs> and I was like, I was taken aback saying to myself, this is like a couple months after she had died. And I remember saying to myself, like, you insensitive son of a bitch. Like, who are you to tell me I, 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 should, I should be done with this process? I'm, this process is something that takes years. It can take quite some time. And obviously, you know, if you're bogged down on, in it and not functional and not able to get back to your normal life, then, yeah, I understand it's pathologic. It's it's something that needs to be addressed. But, you know, for someone who's only been maybe, maybe three to six months out and, and being told that, you know, hey, you're not the only person to lose a wife, I was like, whoa, that, that, that was really, that was very insensitive. Um, another thing that I found, which was quite interesting, is many people are very uncomfortable with death. I mean, I, I guess I am also. I'm very uncomfortable with death. Um, and people don't quite know what to say. You know, they, they want to say something, and I guess maybe they're afraid to say the wrong things, like my, my, my friend did. Um, but one of the things I found worked very well and was probably something I wish people did was just listen to me and take my lead. So, you know, allow the mourner to actually express themselves, express their loss, express their love, exp express their passion, express their sorrow, their grief, their yearning, their longing. Um, and with that, I think that, that to be a, um, a person that can hold space, that can provide comfort, um, that's probably the best uh, advice. And because I found that there were a number of people that were as sweet and kind, as wonderful as they, they wanted to be, Many of them just had no idea what to say. And some, many of them would say nothing. Um, and to this day, there are certain people that have actually not really spoken to me since my wife died. And I think it's because they just, they're uncomfortable with the situation. Probably also the, other, the reason why is because I know for me personally, um, I was not exactly the most graceful of mourners. Um, and um, losing a spouse, losing a loved one, losing your partner it was and is something that uh, I found to be quite difficult, especially with someone who I love so dearly. 
Um, another thing I found was, I mean, it was wonderful that people would bring food over. You know, obviously, I'm not the greatest of cooks. I'm an amazing doctor, but being a cook, nah, it's not my thing. Um, so people would bring food over. And it was wonderful that people did this. But I found that, that they thought that the food was a surrogate for actually talking to me. And they'd just come to the house and, Here, here's a big ziti, and run away. Um, I think the, that something that needs to be conveyed is that a mourner needs someone to just sit and talk with, just to, to vent, to, to air, to hold witness to all that had transpired, to, to help um, these, the, these people process all that they've been through. I mean, it so happened that my wife had been sick for over five years, and I had just wished that someone had come over and just, you know, while, while she was sick, I was one of her primary caregivers. I wish someone came over and just said, hey, Adam, we're going out. We're going to get a drink. We're going to go get a cup of coffee. We're just going to do something fun for an hour just to get you out of that, that zone. Um, and, and so I'm just lumping in how do you take care of a caregiver into this. That really, you know, people feel sorry for the patient, but the, the bottom line is that the caregivers also suffer uh, the, uh, a huge toll, especially if it's, uh, you know, someone very close, uh, like a spouse or a parent or a child. And if we can offer some grace and some, some space and be supportive of that healing, I think... Um, that process probably could go a lot, a lot more gracefully. Um, something I wish, I wish I understood, and maybe even was able to guide people along in that process. Because again, I was quite new at this, uh, not expecting to go through this. No one expects to go through this. You know, here I was thinking that I would grow old with this woman, travel the world, and have grandchildren. And here, she is dying and then passing. So, um, I hope and pray that for all of us who are listening or everyone who's listening out there, that they take to heart how to be a proper support, how to hold proper space for a mourner, because um, this is something that, that unfortunately we all are going to have to experience one way or another. And, um, and if we can just be there for each other uh, in a more mindful way, in a more proactive way, in a more healing way, then we've basically lived up to our purpose here on earth. And that purpose, I'm a firm believer, is to help others, to be there for others, to support others, to build people up. And that's really what it's all about, not what color you are, not what religion you are, not your background, what language you speak. It's really all about loving the person for being a person, being a... a uh, I hate to get spirit, but being a spiritual being, having a physical experience. Each and every one of us has that that path, that journey that we're all on, and that we all need to manifest and explore and grow and expand. And and in that journey, supporting those around us that need the most love and attention and support and help, because without helping others, the question is. Who are we as a, as a human being? Who are we as a human race? And if I, this insight can give anyone there an inkling of how to help those who are suffering that loss, then maybe I've done my part in helping others uh, because uh, this is something I really have passion for. I enjoy talking and speaking and teaching and inspiring. And I thank you for listening to me because you've given me the ability to find my own voice and find my, my purpose and direction in this time that 
I found myself looking to where am I going to go next and what am I going to do next, especially without my, my best friend. And with that, this is Warrior Health and Mourning with Dr. Adam Splaver. Mm-hmm.